0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? (laughs) No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This
0: is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, week 15, we'll not have Keenan Allen. We'll talk about that, and uh, we'll get you ready for Thursday night's game once again with the updated Start and Advice. And, oh, 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 special guest, 10 seconds into the show, Dave is on. I did not know Dave was coming. Hello, Dave Richard.
2: Just finished my radio spot in Boston where they ah. promote our YouTube live stream, by the way. Cool. And they always say to me at the end of the show, how come you're here with us instead of on the live stream? And I, I tell him, I'll be on the live stream. Don't worry. And today I told the truth.
0: You good? Yeah. I'm on
2: the live stream, and I'm here. Let's talk week 15.
0: Let's do it. And good morning, Jamie. Good morning. All AJ. right, Dave. You have uh, a little bit of time to think about your player that you love and player to avoid for week 15. And uh, after we do that, we'll go through the news and notes and talk about the uh, the Chargers' pass catchers without Keenan Allen in this matchup tonight against the Raiders. Today's episode is presented by Salesforce. The Eight games we're talking about today. The AFC home games, Dallas at Buffalo. All right. Minnesota at Cincinnati. Kansas City at New England. Jets at Dolphins. Bears at Browns. Houston at Tennessee. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Boy, once you get past that Dallas-Buffalo game, it seems like a lot of low-scoring games. Anyway...
3: Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash recommend
0: today. Jamie Eisenberg, who's the player that you love this week?
4: Uh, Our start of the week: it's uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, top five quarterback for this week. He's obviously been playing great, and I uh, have uh, sort of uh, pooped on him for the last couple weeks, not expecting to play well in some of those tough matchups. And he's come through with just absolute. Stellar performances Uh, over 28 fantasy points. He his last three games against Arizona, Cleveland, and um, Baltimore. And the latter two, I didn't think he would play as well as he has. He's been fantastic. And now he gets the layup of all matchups, which is a layup start of the week. Hopefully uh, as he takes on the Washington commanders who are number 31 in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. And uh, the last four quarterbacks against them have scored at least 23 fantasy points, 11 quarterbacks on the season have gotten to at least 20 fantasy points. So hopefully that's the floor, and he can get to that, and you'll be happy about it. But he could be just an absolute stud once again. His receiving core is seemingly healthy. It doesn't seem like Cooper Cup is uh, at 100%, but playing as as close to 100% as he possibly will be. But, I mean, look, they're finding different guys. Davis Allen last week stepping up with uh, a strong game. Um, it just feels like everything is, is falling in line for the Rams to make a, a potential playoff run here. And it's been, it's been fun to watch Sean McVay sort of concoct this offense and Matthew Stafford have a little bit of a renaissance here at the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, and there are four quarterbacks that both of you guys have ahead of Stafford. They are, in some order, Hurts, Allen, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, you both have Stafford and Brock Purdy back-to-back. Right now, Jamie has Stafford five, Purdy six, and Dave has Purdy five, and Stafford six. So it's good company for Matthew Stafford this week.
4: Dave, Richard, uh, who do you— has, uh, three.
0: What What'd you say?
4: Sportsline has him third.
0: Sportsline has him third. All right. Heath has him tenth as of now, but I will not— I'll try not to bring up Heath's rankings, because I know sometimes he changes them. Uh, sometimes they're just his, uh, his projections, and then he'll make changes. And I, plus, I w- I want to let him, you know, I'd let him defend himself anyway. I'll but.
4: do my, I'll do my Heath impression. Yeah, the projections have him just a few points behind. So when I make my rankings adjustment, he'll be yeah, probably six. Uh, or seven. That go. doesn't sound like Heath at all.
0: <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Adam, you know how Heath sounds. Yes. Oh, and oh. Uh, Sorry, you were queuing me up there, huh? Mm. I was trying. Mm. Uh. All right, Dave, who do you love this week?
2: You know, when you think of stud fantasy football running backs, you think of 28-plus-year-old guys that are on their last legs on losing teams. You think of Ezekiel Elliott. And man, could I have been more wrong on him last week? I don't think it's possible. (laughs) And this week, I'm not going to fall into the trap again. He's got a good matchup against Kansas City. They've allowed at least 13 non-PPR points. a running back in six of their past seven games we used to look at the Chiefs and say oh they're just going to blow teams out of the water they're going to put up a ton of points it's going to force their opponent to throw and not be able to run the ball I don't know if this Chiefs offense can do that anymore and I think this Patriots defense is actually playing well across the board maybe they could be a little bit better at their pass rush but I think you could see New England maybe force Kansas City to keep the the score at a relative pace where Ezekiel Elliott isn't taken out of the game plan. I think he's gonna get a lot of work. I think he's gonna catch a lot of passes. I think he could be a top fifteen, if not top twelve running back for the second week in a row. All
0: right. And I know Heath has him fourth or something like that. So uh Jamie and Dave have Zeke twelfth. Heath has him fourth, Sportsline line has Ezekiel Elliott at seventeenth. And tonight you got Austin Eckler. Probably not Josh Jacobs, uh Zeke or Eckler.
3: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So those are the players that we love. Now we'll focus on the players that we are trying to avoid. Jamie, who's a player we're avoiding?
4: It's tough after the way he played last week, but uh, Drake London home versus Drake London road is just dramatically different. It's crazy. So at least 14.1 PPR points, uh, five of his six road home games this season. On the road, six road games, he's averaging just 7.9 PPR points per game. And in his last two on the road prior to this week's game that he's playing at Carolina, 6.6 PPR points at Arizona, 1.8 PPR points at the Jets. So he just does not have the same magic in uh, away from Atlanta. So I think you just look at it and say, okay, is he definitely a sit? No, because he's capable of of you know playing at a high level, as we've seen. But you look at home road splits. And his worst home game, ironically enough, was against Carolina when he had one target no catches. Yeah. Damn. So this defense has just done a really good job against opposing passing games. A lot of it is because teams run on them, and I think that's all, that's what we'll see from Arthur Smith. If you need a sleeper this week, Tyler Algier, not bad. Um, but in terms of just Drake London, um, only a starter in three receiver leagues for me, and, and certainly much better in PPR than none.
2: Do you think it's really a home road thing, or do you think it's a game script thing?
4: Where I think it's a home road thing, because Desmond Ritter also plays much better at home.
2: I think it's more of a game script thing. There just hasn't been that many games this year where the Falcons have been able to put it on cruise control because the opponent that they play can't put points on the board. Literally, the only two games where that's happened are Carolina in week one and the Jets game. You referenced both of those games, and they were both games where Drake London did bupkis because Ritter didn't throw that much, and they didn't have to throw in that game. They needed to throw last week, and we knew that going in. So I like that call a lot. I think Drake London's going to have a lean game. I would be very nervous to start him.
0: How about you, Dave? Who's the player to avoid? Christian McCaffrey is
2: a good football player, so I'm not going to say him. Let's go with Tua. That offensive line is really beat up for the Dolphins. I think that you're going to see them struggle to protect Tua anytime he holds the ball for more than two seconds. He doesn't do that a lot. He does get the ball out pretty quickly. They'll try and adjust with that, but this is a tough defense with the Jets. We saw it earlier this year when Tua played against them, had a terrible fantasy game, even though Tyreek had huge numbers. Now Tyreek isn't at 100%. We've talked about what we've seen on film with him. I've got Tua outside of my top 12. It feels a little uncomfortable because we know what his upside is and what he's capable of, but the Jets have done such a good job this year of embarrassing quarterbacks. Week after week after week, it's hard to find quarterbacks that have put up good games against the New York Jets. I think this is going to be another tough game for Tua. I would be very hesitant to start him. Easy to start Matthew Stafford ahead of him. That's a piece of cake. But I'll also start Russell Wilson ahead of him. I'll start Jared Goff ahead of him. I'll start Sam Howell ahead of him. And this is the piece to resist us. This is the one that might make me look silly. I'll start Joe Flacco over Tua Tungabailoa. Wow. This week, unless we unless we hear word that the offensive line gets a little bit better and that Tyreek Hill has a full practice and that there's nothing wrong with him, then I'll move Tua back up. But until then, he's behind all those guys.
4: Wow. Tyreek said on a uh, Twitch stream that I believe he does every week that he's fine and he's playing.
2: Okay. okay. Well, I'm glad he's playing, but is he the same guy? And even if he plays, we, we saw it earlier this year. I think he had like nine catches for 120 yards and a touchdown against the Jets. Yeah. And Tua still had a bad game. Yeah, and while at a big game too.
0: Waddle, yeah, had one of his best games. Tua threw some interceptions in that game. And, yeah, one and of them they was kind of... You know, usually what happens when Tua has a bad game, almost every time, one of his running backs has 90 or more yards and, and multiple touchdowns. So, uh, you know, that's that was the case last week. That was the case against the Jets. And that sort of feels like it could be the case again this week. But not just that. The Jets, I believe they give up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so... We they sp- are number one, yes. We yeah. talked a lot about this on yesterday's show, so... I'm sure most of you who are listening today probably heard that. Also, you probably, if you listen to this show, you know who Ryan Wilson is. He's one of the hosts of the Pick 6 podcast, and he comes on our show during draft season all the time. You definitely know Rick Spielman. He's the guy that drafted the fantasy studs Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson when he was the real-life GM uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and Ryan and Rick, they have an NFL draft podcast called With the First Pick. And I will tell you personally that I listened to the, this show all the time last year to get me to get myself ready for the NFL draft. And it was so good and so helpful. I learned so much about all of these uh, all of these players. Uh, they did a tremendous job. And not only that, they really have a great rapport. A uh, very funny show. I think you're gonna really like it. It's called With the First Pick. So it's mock drafts, prospect profiles. Football fans, you will love this. Dynasty fans, you will love this. Check out With the First Pick. We had a question of the day from the chat. It was from Jose, and he said, uh, "Which of these, which of the FFT crew would you most want to be your neighbor?" And I not know, you. Why not me? You're always sick. Yeah, it's true. Our I don't mask. want spider crickets in my house. <laughs> Uh, not the Obviously, you can't trick or treat with him.
2: No, but he he barbecues the most. Yeah, so I, you're gonna get yeah. to smell all that delicious
0: food. Will he invite Everybody. you though? I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> I'd see. I would say it's. I'd say it's Dave or Jamie. Now Dave only has one kid in the house, so that's less noise. Jamie's got three little mm, ones.
2: Not these days. I got two now.
0: I got two. All right. Oh, he's got a a teenager, two teenagers. That could be kind of noisy. House party. I'm going to say Jamie. Jamie, congratulations. I'd like to live next to you.
2: You think having three kids under the age of 13
0: is going to make for a quiet house? But they're cute. You know, you like, you don't mind it. They're not like drinking and throwing beer bottles on your lawn. Like you're crazy, unruly kids, Dave. Yeah, I know
2: my 16-year-old daughter is out of control. Yeah.
0: All right, let's go to our news and notes. CJ Stroud mispracticed. He's still in the concussion protocol. They say he is improving. Uh, if he plays, we will talk about this game. But where would you rank CJ Stroud?
4: Uh, in the two range, outside the top twelve. But I got—I have a really tough call in one super flex league where I lost Burrow, I lost Richardson. Stroud's been my guy the entire season. And I've just been kind of mixing and matching the second quarterbacks. So now I have to start Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew, or maybe Nick Mullins. Oh, <laughs> it's just boy. gross. Um, so if, if Stroud plays like in that scenario, I'm definitely starting him. But in, in in most one quarterback leagues, I would look to avoid him. I mean, Nico Collins mispractice also, no tank Dell. Uh it's he's been again, bad on the road this season. You know, this isn't one one of those matchups I think that you fear, but uh not not the most encouraging scenario. But you do you do you would rather see him out there. And and for what it's worth, Dalton Schultz did practice in full. So he's he's good to go.
2: Stroud or Browning? Oh, Stroud. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Stroud or Sam Howell? I was headed to Tua. Tua
4: or
0: Stroud? Uh, Stroud. All right. Thank you. You guys have uh, basically cut down on what I need to say when we talk about that game. Uh, all right, what else? Aiden O'Connell is expected to start. Antonio Pierce didn't commit to a quarterback, but it's suppo- is supposedly going to be Aiden O'Connell tonight. Will Levis has an ankle injury. He should be fine. And Trevor Lawrence practiced in full. At running back, Josh Jacobs is questionable. At the moment, we are not expecting him. We'll have a live stream tonight before the game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash Football today. Uh, Devon Achan mispracticed with a toe injury. So this guy just keeps getting these little dings. Hopefully he's fine. Wednesday practice reports are, are pretty unreliable. A.J. Dillon missed practice with a thumb injury. Aaron Jones was limited. Brian Robinson did not practice. That's a pretty big deal coming off their bye. Uh, Same with Marquis Brown. Marquis, yep. I'll get to that. Jonathan Taylor, again, did not practice. Alexander Madison did not practice. And they have a Saturday game, so it's looking like Ty Chandler right now. <clears throat> Isaiah Pacheco missed practice. And Jerome Ford was limited. Kareem Hunt missed practice. He typically, I think, misses practice on Wednesdays. But Jerome Ford was limited, which was a good sign for him. A wide receiver, Devontae Adams, is questionable tonight with an illness. You know, usually guys with illnesses, they play. Keenan Allen out with a heel injury, Jamie. So what does this mean now for the Chargers?
4: Well, I mean, if there was ever an offense to target, first off, make sure the Rams DST is not available in your league. They are top three this week, uh, looking at the situation that they're dealing with, um, with Easton Stick and no Keenan Allen. I mean, it could be a great, performance by by that DST, the
0: Raiders so. the Raiders DST yeah okay you said Rams so I didn't know oh, if I'm sorry going Raiders, for next me. week or something yes. okay so Raiders Raider. all right
4: I apologize um yes the Raiders DST uh great great situation I just got Rams on the mind um yeah. you know so I don't want to trust any of them you got Josh Palmer coming off the IR you know six game absence with a knee injury you have Quentin Johnston with a backup quarterback. You know Gerald Everett battling through an injury. It's really Austin Eckler is the only one I would trust, and I dropped him from a number one running back to a mid-tier number two guy because it's just going to be try and shut him down as best you can. So not a slam dunk like it was prior to this, when at least Keenan Allen was to take some pressure off it. So I don't like this Chargers scenario
2: at all.
0: No, okay. I thought I moved got, the Raiders
2: I, DST up this morning. They're definitely startable. How about this? The Chargers have allowed at least twelve. 12- Fantasy points to a DST in each of their past three games, and that was with Justin Herbert playing in those games. Now it's Easton Stick without Keenan Allen.
0: Okay, I just thought maybe without Keenan Allen, we could be looking at like a eight to ten catch game for Austin Eckler or something. You uh, could,
4: yeah, you certainly could. But look, but, you know, did Stick
2: it, throw like twenty percent of his yes. targets to Eckler? Yeah, yeah, he's, I, he's
4: not, a, he's not a sit. He's not a sit by any stretch. But it's just, what's the touchdown potential?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, back to the notes here. Tyreek Hill mispracticed, but Jamie already said that Tyreek Hill says he's going to play. Jamar Chase versus Justin Jefferson this week. Both of them are injured, but both of them say they will play. Marquise Brown. Yeah. Marquise Brown mispracticed. Michael Wilson did practice, though, for the Cardinals. DJ Moore mispracticed with an ankle injury. I assume he's fine. Nico Collins did not practice. Devontae Parker and Amario Douglas were limited. Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, and Dontavian Wicks mispracticed. Uh, Remember, they played on Monday. They get Tampa Bay this week. Rashid Shahid practiced, but Chris Olave was out with an ankle injury. So, again, not going to panic there, but nice that Shahid is trending in the right direction. And Deontay Johnson mispracticed with a knee injury. They're playing Saturday. We'll see. I mean, I assume he'll play uh, Deontay. Dalton Schultz, as Jamie mentioned, is practicing in full and looks like he will be back. Taysom Hill back on the practice field. That's great news Darren Waller is hoping to play this week, so that would be Taysom Hill versus Darren Waller uh, in a tight end battle for the ages. Dalton Kincaid was limited. Tyler Higbee was limited. He might be back this week. Greg Greg Dulcich eligible to come off IR. Uh, Offensive line injuries you have to keep an eye on. Dave talked about this one. The Dolphins offensive line is a disaster right now. I mean, probably as injured as any line in football.
2: Do you Uh, know that every single starter from week one is either on IR or on their current injury report. Wow. Along with a backup from week 1. Wow. They're all on the injury report.
0: Uh Kansas City left tackle Donovan Smith missed practice with a neck injury. He could miss another game. Uh I'll just say this now cuz we're going to talk about the Patriots game. I I mean I can't find a reason if I were if I had no idea who he was. You know, and this is my first year watching football. I can't find a reason to start Patrick Mahomes this week you know, other than the fact that he's Patrick Mahomes, but, and I, I'll, you know, I will start him. I assume. Oh, I mean, I, I one thing I haven't been, I have a buy, but just saying like no left tackle, not playing well, Patriots on the road. Anyway, we'll get to that. I haven't, I haven't been
4: left tackle played one league and thankfully I have a buy. Cause I want to see how he performs this week. And get yeah. Not that I'm going to bench him, but it's, I want to see something.
0: Right. Well, I mean, there's even more. It's like, he faced the Bills, who were giving up twenty-two or more points to so something like four of the last five or five of the last six, and he struggled against them. He faced the Eagles, and he struggled against them. You know, it's and some of it's been bad luck with you know non calls and dropped touchdowns and this and that, but it's been
4: he missed Rice on a touchdown last week. That
2: would have changed some things.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of bad
2: luck for him. Okay, you're uh, looking for two touchdowns. I, I think he's got a shot at getting two touchdowns. I think three hundred plus yards is something that's kind of out of the question. And I said that the left tackle replacement did a good job last week. It, it was serviceable at best. I'm looking at PFF right now. They've got three starting linemen, including both tackles, giving up at least five pressures each against Buffalo last week.
0: Right. Uh, now, the, Buffalo's got
2: one of the best pass rushes around.
0: Right tackle is is a mess for them, obviously.
2: Jawan Taylor, yeah. Uh,
0: a good news on the O-line, though. Detroit left tackle Taylor Decker and center Frank Ragnow we're limited in practice as they get ready for the Broncos, who have a lot of injuries on defense. Speaking of which, some defensive notes. The teams that are, I won't go through everything, but the teams that are really beat up right now, the first practice report are San Francisco at Arizona, Houston at Tennessee, Tampa Bay at Green Bay, and Cleveland. Cleveland against Chicago. Yep, You know, and Grant Delpit, they're starting safety. He's on IR. Denzel Ward's still not back at practice. This may not be that tough of a matchup for uh, Justin they Fields. They just
4: lost their second-leading pass rusher in terms of sacks, I believe. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name, but uh, Oboe.
0: Yep. They lost him to for the season. So, uh, And Denver's a little beat up, too. Denver lost uh, an edge rusher. So this is big for Detroit, and we'll talk about this game tomorrow. But Denver, Ogbo Okoronko, Uncle Ronko for Denver's out for the season, or could be out for the season. Nick Benito, the linebacker, and safety P.J. Locke, they both miss practice. The Bills are also pretty beat up against Dallas. All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we got one question for each game, and then we will start really breaking it down. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
0: Dallas is at Buffalo. Here we go. Which running back do you prefer, Dave Richard?
2: Well, I think when you look at this game, you look at James Cook. He's been pretty good. And Tony Pollard's been better lately. I think I'll lean, I think I'll lean Cook, but it's really close. They're both RB twos.
0: Okay. Jamie Pollard or Cook?
4: Uh, I, I lean with Pollard, but it's it's very close. You know, I like the fact that Pollard had seven catches last week. I think that's huge. If he's that involved in the passing game, that's going to be very important. Um, look, Dallas's run defense has been amazing, and and James Cook has been amazing since Joe Brady's taken over. So we'll find out which of those two things went out. Uh, but the fact that he's been got that he's gotten three straight games of fifteen plus touches is is important and really the work in the passing game for him as well. So I, I think they're very close, but I'll, I'll give a slight edge to Paul.
0: Okay. A running back has caught at least three passes in all but one game against the Bills. So I'm looking for that for Pollard, who's been very involved in the passing game for about five or six weeks now in a row, something like that. All right, Minnesota's at Cincinnati. Are you feeling Joe Mixon this week? You know, he had the big week two games ago. I don't think everybody was really bought in, now it's two in a row. Are you feeling Joe Mixon?
4: Yep. I think he's a good number two running back. You know, it's, it's clearly a very good defense, what the Vikings have done lately um, in terms of sh- shutting down running, but really the whole season, what they've done in shutting down running backs. His role in the passing game has been fantastic. A uh, little too much Chase Brown for for a Joe Mixon, fantasy manager, you know, especially that he's taking away some of those big plays because you saw Mixon do, you know, uh, have, have a big screen play as well. So if he had gotten both those opportunities, maybe he has those two long runs, but I mean, look, it's uh—it's a lot of work. It's it's involvement in the passing game. It's goal line opportunities. So you really have to have a loaded roster to sit Joe Mixon, but he's not a top 12 guy this week just based on the matchup.
2: I've got him 13th. He has at least 21 PPR points in three of his last four games, two of them, each of his last two with Browning, at least 21 and a half if you go with the decimals.
0: Only four running backs have scored more than 11 PPR fantasy points against the Vikings, so... I hope you didn't say that. No, it's tough.
2: But I I think Browning and just his style of passing helps Mixon. I think the offensive line's been playing a little bit better, too. His
0: style of passing is in, like, barely beyond the line of scrimmage. Right. right.
2: Yeah, it helps. All right, let's go to our next game. targets for Mixon and Chase Brown last week.
0: Dave, I'll give this one to you. You said you wanted to start Ezekiel Elliott. You love Zeke. Kansas City at New England. Would you start Ezekiel Elliott against the Chiefs, who, by the way, give up the second most yards per carry to running backs, over... Travis Etienne against Baltimore, Eckler at Las Vegas, and Brees Hall at Miami.
2: Uh, I'll start him over Etienne.
0: Okay, but Eckler and Hall, you're going to take over Zeke.
2: Yeah, they're close with Eckler and Elliott, but I'll take the lean with Eckler against Las Vegas. I think that's a better matchup for Eckler. And I've got Brees ahead of them all right now.
0: All right, let's go to our next game. It's the Jets at the Dolphins. Jamie, starter sit Jalen Waddell
4: uh definite starter in three receiver leagues borderline starter in, in two receiver leagues uh one of his best games you mentioned this was against the jets and so i don't think it's necessarily one you have to run away from just because the defense is so good but clearly there's a, a little bit of a i think a cap ceiling here because the Jets secondary is still one of the best in football and you get a banged up offensive line for two how much time will he have to throw how much time will he have to connect with waddle so he's outside the top 24 for me but just outside so not a slam dunk but um, it's not because I, I think, based on him, we have no teams on buy. You know, really, two significant injuries. I think of guys you would rank ahead of him most. At least I would most times, which would be Keenan Allen and um, Nico Collins at this point. You know, so if those those two guys both being out, clean out Keenan Allen is. Um, that's why Waddle's a little bit lower than he normally would be. But I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a sit.
0: Okay, and you're saying he's just outside the top twenty four. Well, let me tell you that per game. He is just outside the top 24 this season. Jalen Waddell is the number 27 wide receiver per game in non-PPR and number 25 per game in full PPR. Chicago's at Cleveland. I talked about those Cleveland uh, defensive injuries, Dave. Is Justin Fields a must-start quarterback? Yes.
2: His rushing floor is great. Uh, I think his passing gives him a shot to put up some good numbers as well. The safeties for Cleveland are a mess. We don't know about Denzel Ward and whether or not he'll play. And the best pass rushers from Cleveland are still going to play. Their top three will still be there. But their depth is really going to get tested quite a bit. And the Bears' offensive line, this is another offensive line that started to play a little bit better uh, as the this, this season has rolled on a little bit. It, it's really because they've stayed healthier. And it, it all just kind of comes together for Fields, who can give us should give us another top 10 week at quarterback.
0: Houston is at Tennessee. Has DeAndre Hopkins reached must-start status?
2: He's getting there, you know,
4: touchdown three of his last four, 24 targets in his last two games, really connecting well with uh, with Will Levis right now by comparison to where it was, you know, at least the first game after the Atlanta game when he had the four touchdowns. But even then, it was just really the big plays, the three touchdowns. Excuse me. Um, In terms of the the matchup, it's second time his career he's playing against Houston, which is the team he started his career with. And the first time he played them, he had seven catches, 53 yards and a touchdown. That was with Arizona. So I, I think this matchup matters to him. I'm sure Mike Drabel, knowing the type of coach he is, will do whatever he can to get Hopkins back in the end zone. And so top 20 wide receiver. Not a top 10 or top 15 guy, but
0: top 20 for sure. All right. Waddle or Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins. Uh, Jamar Chase or Hopkins?
4: Chase. Agreed.
0: Okay. Also in this game, just a stat, just in case for those of you who won't be here in an hour, uh, <laughs> Derek Henry in his last five games against the Texans. It's a much, much different Texans run defense. Much different. But in his last five games, he has rushed four, 211, 212, 250, 219, and a measly 126 yards with three, two, 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 and one rushing touchdown in those games. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about Henry because it is a tough matchup. But gosh, you can't best history. He's got to have the best history. I feel like Josh Allen against the Dolphins, Derrick Henry against the Texans are the two that stand out to me. Best history by any player against one team.
2: He's a must-start fantasy running
0: back. I'm sure I'm missing some, but those are the ones that I can recall. Pittsburgh at the Colts. Can Zach Moss finally do something with the touches? Actually do something. I shouldn't say finally, because he did earlier in the year. But in this little round without Jonathan Taylor, it's, it's, I mean, look, the two
4: games it? without Jonathan Taylor have been bad, you know. And you would have yeah. thought, okay, you're giving him based on the efficiency that he had when he was the guy earlier, and even when he was still sharing with with Jonathan Taylor, that you know, 20 plus touches, he's going to be an absolute star. And he's been miserable. He's been absolutely miserable. But look, the last two running backs against the Steelers has been different ways. Um, James Conner on the ground two games ago, 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott through the air last week. You know, Moss has the ability to beat them both ways from what we've seen them from in the season. So I don't think like for me, at least, you know, I was ranking him as a top 10 guy each of the last two games because of what the opportunity was and what he had shown. And clearly he has been a flop in that regard. So I'll be a little bit more cautious this week. And he's more of a top 20 guy, but still feels like there's a breakout game
2: coming. And hopefully it's this week. You you hope so, especially against the Steelers defense that's been um, kind of destroyed by running backs lately. Um, he he does look like he's lost a little bit of burst, at least last week he did. Little, maybe like too patient after getting the ball off the handoff. Uh-huh. But he does have some good quickness once he does get going. Jamie, you mentioned it, the fact that he can catch the ball in the backfield. If the Colts are paying attention, they can attack the Steelers the exact same way that the Patriots did, and they can do that with Zach Moss. Uh, I have him as a top 20 running back as well.
0: Okay. All right, then. Let's dive right into it. Dallas at Buffalo. Random stat of the game. These two teams have combined to allow one catch of 30 or more air yards. They are the best against the deep ball, basically. So I will ask this stupid pile of garbage one more time. You let me down last week. Should I start Gabe Davis? You better say no, dumbass eight ball. Uh, Prospect good. All right. I have have to talk with the eight ball. We're not starting Gabe Davis, right? All right so, uh, you know what? We can probably do this one fairly easily. We'll save the running backs for, for a little bit here. But passing game, Jamie, just sum up the Cowboys at the Bills.
4: There's two must-start guys at the wide receiver position. There are two must-start guys at the tight end position. And then just a lot of maybes. Like, I would not trust Brandon Cooks in this spot on the road. He just does not play well in that regard. Hasn't gotten enough targets, I think, to warrant starting him in this matchup. Uh, Obviously, Gabe Davis has been a disaster. Three of his last five games without a catch. Uh, Khalil Shakir with both tight ends playing. No, thank you. And so, you know, Michael Gallup, no way. You know, so I I think you just, you start Lamb. He's the number one receiver this week. You start Diggs with the hope that the slump buster is coming at some point and, you know, maybe facing his brother's team. His brother's talked a lot of trash. I know he's not playing, but still, um, that this is a a game where he steps up and, and, and has a big performance. It's a really good Dallas defense, you know, so. I, I know they've beaten up on a lot of really bad offenses and this is not one of them, but they're still gonna make things tough on Josh Allen and and, and that passing attack. So um Diggs, Lamb, Ferguson, and uh and Kincaid. And Kincaid gets a little bit of a downgrade from where he's been just because Knox is back and he's a little bit banged up. But you're still starting those guys.
0: So yeah, he Kincaid did run the most routes, I think, of of any bill something like that it was up to jacob mentioned this on beyond the box score so that was encouraging but he's slumping a little bit so i mean what what do we got here the last three games 10.6 8.8 and 7.1 fantasy points for kincaid so is he must start i mean is he still yeah he used to be like top five he's,
4: he's better than goddard he's better than likely still for me he's better than you know anybody that you'd be looking to pick up off waivers if taysom hill plays i'll probably play hill over him you know so if there's just somebody coming back just based on his matchup against the giants because i think i'll run on them so that's really it you know laporta obviously has, has superseded him mcbride what about commit uh that's i a good over Comet. i would probably go with Comet over kincaid uh right now i have kincaid mm-hmm. ranked higher but the injury is big so it's it's close um you know maybe just take the shot on kincaid in the shootout
2: If the Cowboys are good at limiting the deep ball, then underneath play should be
0: there for Kincaid. Uh, Diggs, you know, if anybody has questions, he's not in the top five this week, but he's he's in the top like 14 for everyone. And I will say, I mean, look, obviously Dallas has a good defense, but they are not, to me, the, the last three games that Diggs has been horrible, three of the last four, have been against Denver, the Jets, and the Chiefs. For a guy like Diggs... Those, to me, are tougher matchups. They have better shut-down corners, you know, than the Cowboys. And Gilmore, like, did Gilmore do a good job against A.J. Brown? Yeah. But did A.J. Brown also have, like, 90 yards? Yeah. And you look at the Cowboys, they haven't shut down that many good wide receivers. Usually good wide receivers do fine against the Cowboys. So I'm hoping this is the turnaround for Diggs. I did mention some underlying issues. I think it's only
4: one wide receiver scored against them in the last four games, right? It was DK Mecca.
0: Uh, yeah, he scored enough touchdowns for everyone though, but yeah, yeah, but like Smith and, but, but you throw a lot against the, well, actually you don't, that's the weird thing. You don't throw a lot about against the Cowboys. Uh, you try to, but they blow out a lot of teams, but, um, maybe touchdowns. Yeah. But in terms of like, like Smith and, and, uh, and Brown were both really good, right? They both had, uh, at least 12.3 PPR points. Curtis Samuel had a hundred yards. Adam Thielen had eight catches for 74 yards,
2: all short area type. Receivers predominantly.
0: And that's kind of what Diggs has been lately. I mean, it's just been a much more conservative Josh Allen, but all right. Yep.
2: Um, He's been more conservative and they've given more work to James Cook since the the coordinator change.
0: And I don't know if you said this, but you like Ferguson better than Kincaid this week?
2: Yes, I do. Okay.
0: Um, all right. How about Dak and Allen are, are easy, but how about the running backs now? So t- Paul, you guys were a little split on Pollard versus Cook. Pollard in the last four games is the number three running back in fantasy, but he's number ten per game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Very involved in the passing game, as I mentioned. All right, these guys are starts. Cook maybe a little bit tougher call because his role is just kind of different. But Dave, uh, what, well, do you, what do you think about Cook?
2: I probably misspoke earlier, but I, I like I do like them both as like top twenty type of fantasy running backs. Um, Cook's just gotten a lot more work. Since the coordinator changed, we're talking about well, that's the game of, movie of movie. the week.
0: Yeah. Then, uh, 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 L-
1: yes, come
2: back and play a for Dallas. Game, game of the week. Come on, Don't forget about it's Michael Irvin and Drew Cowboys. Pearson. And then the other guys, hey. I think they could all go and play. <laughs> uh, you had uh, to think about the matchup. work. Bring you them on Earlier
4: in the show, bring him bring them on Thursday and get them on the Thursday.
2: I knew it was coming, and I knew it was this game. I wasn't sure if it was going to be when we talked about the game or when we did the one question for each game. And I was so thrown off on the one question for each game. I screwed up my analysis of the running back. I I noticed a little
0: hesitation there. Yes, I noticed yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. I
2: was getting ready to start dropping all the old school names like I just did while you played the music.
0: All right. All right. You got to repeat what you said about James Cook. And, and the thing is, like, it recently this, okay. te- this Cowboys team has just been unbelievable against running backs. So, yeah, go ahead and repeat what you said about Cook.
2: Last three games, these are three games with Joe Brady calling plays. It's 19 touches per game for James Cook, 114.3 total yards per game, 20.1 PPR points per game. It's a huge jump compared to the first 10 weeks of the season where he was under 15 touches per game, under 12 PPR points per game. It's a tough matchup, but I think Buffalo is still going to commit to James Cook in the matchup and still give him opportunities both on the ground. And it would make so much sense to use him through the air to try and negate the Cowboys pass rush a little bit more throw, hit those underneath throws. Like we talked about, uh, I think that benefits Kincaid. I think that benefits cook, but no, it's not enough to start cook over Pollard. I will start Pollard, but it's very close.
0: All right. Would you start a Chan or James cook? Cook.
2: Uh, if a Chan is Okay. I think I'd probably lean into his upside over Cook, but it's it's really tough, and I just want to see if HN can
0: practice first. <sighs> Devontae Adams or James Cook? That's Cook. Cook. All right. I mean the Cowboys have been sort of like running back slayers, but let's go. Come on, James Cook. All right, uh who wins? <clears throat> Buffalo. Yep. And you want to try to avoid the Cowboys DST if possible? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Who do they have next week? I'm just wondering. Should we stash them or should Drew we drop? Buffalo? No, the Cowboys. Or Dallas, Miami. No. Uh, yep, at Miami. <laughs> drop or Dallas, stash? Dallas has Miami.
2: Buffalo has the Chargers. You can stash the Buffalo. DST. And give me
0: a pick. Give me a pick. Give me a pick. Cowboys at Bills. We just, we just did. did. You picked the game? Yeah. <laughs> we asked two, we I asked said, you that. <laughs> What'd you say? Is this a bit? <laughs> I have no recollection of this. None. <laughs> this is cold medicine kicking in. <laughs> Who'd you pick? We're not telling you. Okay, you've got to go back and listen. I like. The, I think I like the Cowboys. Minnesota's at Cincinnati. Dallas Bills, baby. Wow, I remember when they played in the Super Bowl once upon a time. No Min- twice. Minnesota at Cincinnati. Your updated stat of the game: the longest running, the longest rush by a running back other than DeAndre Swift against the Vikings is 15 yards. He. <laughs> I have no rec. I have no recollection of that at all. Are not you sure all. you're okay? No, I'm not okay. I <laughs> We can notes. handle this.
2: If you want to go, you know, take a nap or go to the emergency room. Um.
0: Do you know your name? Did I do game of the weekend? I wonder. <laughs> did I do that, or should we do that again? Um. All right. Uh, Minnesota, Cincinnati. Anyway, running backs are horrible against Minnesota. You already talked about Joe Mixon. Did I ask you to rank Joe Mixon with Pollard and Cook?
2: That I don't believe you did. Uh, he's behind them for me. He's ahead of them for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. What game are we on? Let's talk about. Um, let talk about Ty Chandler. Good matchup. How are we feeling about? Uh, I there was a running back that we were a little hesitant on earlier. Oh, uh, Zach Moss. Ty Chandler or Zach Moss?
4: Moss. Moss, but it's close.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie, expectations for Ty Chandler, assuming Madison's out.
4: I mean, I, I, again, you, you saw a game last week where it was a low-scoring affair, and it was 12 carries and three catches in a game that Madison started and was on his way to a big game, nine carries for 66 yards before he got hurt. So I think he's looking at 20-plus touches, and it's an offense that has clearly not been great for its running backs. I mean, they have one rushing touchdown between the two of them, and it was Chandler. Uh, it was the first game that Cam Akers was out. He does have three catches in two of his last four games, so they have thrown the ball to him, whether he's been you know, a, a significant route runner, as you pointed out. Madison's run more routes, but there's still an opportunity there for, I think, Nick Mullins, who's more of a pocket passer that will lean on his running backs as opposed to Josh Dobbs, who will escape the pocket. So it's an evolving offense, new quarterback, Jeff Jefferson back, hopefully for the full game, and Chandler stepping in as the running back. So I think if you treat him as a flex, you're fine. If you need a number two running back, I think he's okay. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh my God, I have to start Ty Chandler, but you see where I have him ranked, 22. So a low-end number two running back.
2: Yeah, do, do you get a little nervous with that because he just he hasn't – I don't know. I think you're starting him because of the workload and the matchup, and those are important things. But how much work is he actually going to get? Is he going to share a little bit? I, I think I'm playing devil's advocate more than anything here, but he, I, I don't think you could have full confidence in him compared to other running backs that have – you know, similar workloads, but we've seen them do it again and again.
4: Well, I, I, I'm starting him over James Conner facing the 49ers. I'm starting him over Najee Harris and the the Steelers duo. I'm starting him over Javante Williams. I like his matchup a little bit better. And so again, you're talking about guys that are going to get 15 plus touches. Let's just be conservative here. Um, the running back taking on the Bengals to me is a little bit more appealing in an offense that I think will be a little bit better than we've seen the last couple of weeks because, different parts. And and what I would hope is better parts from mostly just Nick Mullins being a little safer and more productive than what Josh Dobbs has done. Plus you get Jefferson back. So there should be a little bit more
2: opportunities to score for this team.
0: Okay. So how are we feeling about Justin Jefferson? Must start.
2: Yeah. Not the same type of expectation mm-hmm. that that we would have normally for Justin Jefferson. And certainly not the same type of expectation as last week, but at least a number two wide receiver. I've got him ranked pretty conservatively as a top 20 wide out, but not in the top 15. It's just, you want to, you want to make sure he's a
4: hundred percent. You want to make sure there's a connection with Nick Mullins. Uh, I'll say the same thing I said last week. If you have Justin Jefferson, it's very difficult to say I'm sitting him in any stretch and in any capacity, you know? So um, you just got to hope, you know, who knows what he would have finished with stat line would have finished like last week. If he had stayed healthy, you know, Probably six, seven catches, right? He was on on, on that le- side yeah, play. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And and six, seven catches for him is typically a pretty big stat line. So uh you got to feel pretty good about that. He's he's trending in the right direction to play.
2: Yeah, and well, for what it's worth, yeah. Nick Mullins is is a good fit for the scheme that they have in Minnesota. It's a West Coast offense. He's been running that since he's been in the NFL. Uh and and his his numbers aren't that bad when you look at backup quarterbacks. His completion rate, I think, in his career is in the sixties, like sixty-four percent. And I think he's he's capable of like throwing an accurate ball inside of 15 yards, and he will take some deep shots. I think it's actually a pretty decent fit for the Vikings offense based on what the Vikings offense was before Dobbs got under center.
4: Yeah, that's what I said initially. If you recall, when he first when Cousins first went down, I said don't be surprised if Nick Mullins is starting. Sure, he's the guy that knows the system the best, and if they want to stay on, yeah. you know, on on pace on rhythm. You know, it was it was always right. he was a better fit.
0: Yeah, that's what they want, right? They they want the ball the offense to run through Justin Jefferson, who by the way had three targets, played eighteen percent of the snaps. All right. So if he had played basically the whole game, probably would have had 15 targets and ten catches. All right, that's how it works. Jordan Addison, would you start Jordan Addison, Brandon Cooks, or Gabe Davis?
2: oi Addison. I think Addison is where I'd go.
0: Okay. And KJ Osborne would be only in play if Jefferson. Eh, no, don't start him. Uh TJ Hawkinson, you're going to start. Uh, but has anyone jumped him like uh Ferguson?
4: No. I, I think just given this matchup, you know, how bad the Bengals have been yeah. against tight ends, it's you gotta love it. Now, Dobbs was just tight end centric, you know. I mean, in, in Arizona and, and his first couple of games in Minnesota, you know, whether it was the Hawkinson game or the Oliver game, the Josh Oliver game. With Jefferson back, you got to be a little concerned, um, but still, you know this this team just bleeds fantasy points to tight ends. So, yeah. Hawkinson's the n- number three
2: guy for me. this week. He's number one for me. I think he continues to this trend of Cincinnati struggling against tight ends. I don't think the Bengals should or will come up with a solution to slowing him down when everybody else is on the field. And just so it's out there, Adam uh, Jefferson had a target on thirty-seven point five oh. percent of his routes last week. That's pretty good. It's good. It's good when that when that percentage, it's different from target share. Uh, That percentage is good when it's twenty five percent. Yeah, this was thirty seven and a half percent. I think I know where the Vikings are going to want to go with the football. I think Nick Mullins can get it to him. I might have Jefferson (sighs) right too low.
0: And Jamie, would you start TJ Hawkinson, Chigo Conquo or Kylan Granson?
4: You did. You won the bet. Yeah. I should. Have, I should. Have, I should have said Colts tight ends versus. Uh, you should have.
0: You should have. Absolutely. All right, Jake Brown. That's
4: a thing. Did it help you win? By the way.
0: Uh, I don't remember. Actually, I think, I think I ended up dropping him for Gerald Everett or something like that. Oh, okay, that worked out better. Uh, Jake Browning is uh, outside the top fifteen for you guys, or at least he was when I did this initially. Um, of course, I don't remember you know, where my house is these days, but yeah, no, he's outside the top 15 for you guys. So he's playing great 27 or more points in two straight games, but this is a, a much more difficult matchup. Minnesota's just a good defense right now. I mean, it's just that simple. So uh, Browning or Flacco
2: Flacco for me Flacco, but it's close
0: Browning or, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyler
2: Kyler agreed.
0: <laughs> People are really good. Gr- Adam looks like Jabe. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name And knocked up when he gets pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> I do look like that guy. But that guy's even skinnier than I am, though. So uh, that's which is hard. Uh Browning, I have a question here. Browning or Geno Smith if Geno plays? Gino. Geno. Browning or Tua.
2: Tua. I have Tua higher. Look, Browning has played really well, but he's just not taking many chances with the football. And so you almost have to count on more of these catch-and-run type plays. He's he's played for three games now. Do you know how many times he's thrown into the end zone in those three games?
0: Uh, Browning, uh, I'm going to say three. One. To Jamar Chase. One pass week. in the end zone. Do you know how many times he's thrown uh, a ball? For- I'm going to disagree with that. He I'm threw- going to disagree
4: with that, too. He had a pass interference yeah. off of the pass interference call on T. Higgins. That was one. I saw one to uh, Jamar uh Jamar Chase. Those, were,
0: those must did. have been the two. That I mean, was those... the one to chase, but the
2: one that those are ones that aren't going to count. So, yes, he has thrown some that were penalized, but it's not a lot. And he's also only thrown, and again, this is not counting penalized plays, nine throws of 15 or more <laughs> air yards over 87 <laughs> pass attempts.
0: Uh, Adam looks like a malnourished <laughs> carrot. I have an orange shirt on. <laughs> That's really good. I like that. I should probably eat more carrots. All right, Joe Mixon. Let me give you some Joe Mixons here. Joe Mixon or let's say uh Jalen Waddell against the Jets. I'll Mixon. take Mixon. Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry.
4: Henry Henry. This 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 really could be a letdown spot for Mixon. I mean they're the Vikings run defensively good. You're not benching Mixon, but this could oh, be a letdown spot.
0: So good. But let me tell you this. They have in the last three games with Jake Browning the seventh highest run rate in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Before that, they had the seventh lowest run rate. Uh I, I, didn't, I didn't include the Baltimore game, which was half Burrow, half Browning. But with Burrow, seventh lowest run rate, with Browning, seventh highest run rate. That's what they want to do. And it helped I mean Mixon's not running the ball any better. He's been below four yards per carry. He's just getting so much work. He's got a quarterback that that dumps it off a lot. So
4: that's that's but the also Chase Brown's work in there too. Don't forget.
0: Yeah, that. absolutely. But but it is uh it is a lot of work for both of them. Mixon has 19 carries and 21 carries in his last two games. Uh, By the way,
2: half Burrow, half Browning ended up 23 fantasy points that day. Yeah. I, yeah, his upside cannot be understated here. The fact that he's capable of getting 20 PPR. I don't know if he ends up with 20 PPR given the matchup, but it's he's in such a good spot right now given the quarterback.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Jamar Chase is, let's see, 18th. Let's see the updated rankings on this. I had it as 18th for both of you guys for Jamar Chase. He's higher for me. 15th now for Jamie, 18th for David, eighth for Heath. Again, it's, you know, they're just they're just a good defense. And Chase has been kind of bad in two of three games with Browning. So it's a uh, good
2: defense that's going to blitz him a lot. That's what the Vikings tend to do. And it's a lot of short passes. Now Chase did hit on one big catch two games ago. It was an awesome play. And uh he's capable of that. I just don't want to I don't want to rush to put Chase as a top ten must start type of fantasy receiver.
4: Okay, you want you want to see the Vikings playing with the lead here for Jamar Chase.
0: Absolutely, which could happen. And uh, I'm not going to ask you for a pick because I'm just going to forget it. But T. Higgins, let's put T. Higgins with uh, Brandon Cooks, with Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis. Where's Higgins?
2: Uh, Addison, Cooks, Higgins for me. I've got Higgins at the top of the list. Very close between him and Addison.
0: And I'll just throw a little love Tanner Hudson's way. He's got uh, 7.5 to 10.1 PPR fantasy points in five of his last six games. I think he can do better, but I just wanted to mention Tanner Hudson's name. And uh, do you like the Vikings DST?
4: Not horrible, but there's so many other options out there.
0: All right, let's go to Kansas City at New England. Stat of the game. The Chiefs have allowed 13 or more. uh, Dave already mentioned this. He actually mentioned in non-PPR. But in PPR, the Chiefs have allowed 13.5 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in six of their last seven games. So that's one of the reasons we like Zeke. But the question I had earlier is, like, what is a reason to start Patrick Mahomes other than he's Patrick Mahomes? Which is a fine reason. But can you tell me some other reason to start Mahomes? No,
4: (laughs) it's, it's crazy. It really is like Stafford's easy for me. Purdy's easy for me. I'm starting Justin Fields over him this week. Um, That's really it. You know, you can certainly make a case for Jordan Love and Trevor Lawrence. You know, Lawrence, his last four games, he's been fantastic. And Jordan Love, great matchup. And prior to last week, he's been fantastic, especially Christian Watson plays. But I mean, when you, when you look at what Mahomes is capable of and even, in a tough matchup, even on the road, they're still nine and a half point favorites, which is a little crazy, but still, Um, they're th- he's got the potential to go off anytime, you know. And, and look, Belichick, I'm sure, is going to have a great game plan to try and take Travis Kelsey away, and then it's a matter of can can Rice and maybe somebody else step up, you know. I think the 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 hope would be you know get a little bit more creative with McKinnon in the passing game because that certainly helped him last year. Find find somebody else to step up and make a play, you know. I mean. MVS, Guy Moore, Richie James, you know, somebody step up and make a play.
0: Good luck with that. Good
4: luck I
1: know. That. Right. That's the
2: problem. <laughs> that, that's been a huge problem. How about this? In his last six games, he has one with more than 21 fantasy points, none with 25 plus. So I feel like that upside is just, it's the missing piece here. I think he's safe for, you know, put him in that 20 to 23 point range. But I, I have a tough time expecting him to get to 30 fantasy points. Against this defense. Now, that being said, Trubisky had 22 last week against the Patriots in a a game where he had to throw a lot. And I think that Mahomes will have to throw a lot here. So I've got some confidence in Mahomes. I just don't have enough to say that he's got that huge, huge upside. I feel like that's been missing. It has been missing for the last half of the season.
0: Would you start Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes? That's Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Someone's asking Mahomes or Purdy.
2: Purdy. Brock Purdy?
0: Yeah. Okay. Running backs. So, Pacheco... So, okay. the I said the Cowboys were running back slayers. How about the Patriots? Their last four games, Jonathan Taylor did score 14.5 points, but he had 23 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Barkley scored 6.2 points. Eckler scored 4.7. And the Steelers running backs combined for 15.8 points. Neither of them was any good. Uh, so... Do you like... A running back, I mean, obviously, the if scenario with Pacheco. But, Dave, do you like a Chiefs running back in this game?
2: I like McKinnon as a PPR sleeper. That's about as good as it gets. They're still going to take work away from each other, McKinnon and Clyde edwards lair I think we know how the split's going to work. But it's going to be close to 50-50 in terms of overall snaps. And the, the valuable touches, the one that leads to fantasy points, the passing downs work, uh, work inside the five, that leans toward McKinnon over Edwards Elear.
0: What if Pacheco plays? Where would you rank Pacheco?
2: Top assuming 50. he gets a couple of practices in and all that. Yeah, let's mm, say he probably like top 12, top 15, really? somewhere in that range.
0: Oh boy, it's just a, such a tough matchup and he'd be playing kind of hurt maybe.
2: Right, that's okay. why he's not top 5 like
0: I
4: think I think shoulder injury is is a little bit more yeah, able to stomach from an injury standpoint. Although stomach injury would be tough, but to stomach, um, then, uh, you know, he's playing, trying to play through a lower leg injury.
0: Uh, we got a question in the chat before I forget chiefs DST or Raiders DST. So I would rather
4: roster the Raiders. I mean the chiefs DST, I think they're close. Um, the chiefs next week, get the Raiders at home. So I'd rather just have them for two weeks.
0: Yeah. All righty. And we'll go to the, uh, Rasheed rice or I think it's like the third time I'm asking you this week, Rashid rice or Jamar chase.
2: Chase. I have Rice one spot ahead of Chase.
0: Okay. Rashi Rice or Devante?
2: Rice. Uh, I've got, oh, Devante Adams or Devante Smith?
0: Adams. I'm sorry. Adams.
2: Rice over Adams, Devante Smith over Rashi Rice.
0: Yeah. Obviously, you couldn't tell the way I was spelling it by the way I said it, Dave. Come on. Sorry. All right. Rashi Rice is a top 20 guy, and he's on fire. As a target share for at least 25% in three straight games. I'll just move on here. Start Travis Kelsey. Sit Bailey Zappi. I think we've spoken enough about Ezekiel Elliott. He's a top 15 running back. Heath has him fourth. Um Rasheed Rice or Zeke?
2: Zeke. I believe I've uh I have I have Rice higher than Zeke in full PPR. It, it will be interesting
4: to see what happens to his catches if Douglas and Parker play. Sure. Mostly but,
0: Douglas. I, I mean I went back, I looked at the targets every game for Zeke and Stevenson combined. And they've had six to eight targets in eight of the last 10 games. So it's just a big part of their offense.
4: Well, prior to last week, so just taking what Stevenson had done, he was top 10 in targets for running backs on the season. Yeah. And then you look at what they've done as just receptions. They're top five in terms of receptions at the position. So it's been a staple of their offense, whoever's been at wide receiver for them and really whoever's been at quarterback for them. The question is, is, is he going to get three to four catches or is he going to get five to seven catches? And so that's the concern. If he doesn't get the five to seven catches, he couldn't run the ball last, last week at all. He yeah. had the one run at the end of the game when the game was you know, trying to put the game away. He, he just was not running the ball well. The reason, and I said this last week, the reason you're starting Ezekiel Elliott is not because of what he's going to do as a rusher. You're starting him because of the role in the passing game. And so that was the constant last week. We saw it, you know, he scored the touchdown. It was fantastic. I'm a little concerned that if he's three to four catches, we're looking at, Maybe no touchdowns, which I hope he does, but maybe no touchdowns. And if he doesn't score and you're getting, let's say, three for 25, three for 30, you know, four for 30, and 68 yards rushing, it's an okay day. It's not a great day, though. It's not top four. No. All
0: right. If Demario Douglas plays, would you start him or Jordan Addison? That whole group.
2: Douglas and PBR. I'd take the shot on Addison. More upside.
0: All right. And if... Douglas doesn't play in Park. I don't. I don't know. I'm wasting time here. Hunter Henry. No,
4: Juju, Juju's in that conversation of the guys you mentioned before of of T. Higgins and Brandon Cooks and those guys. I mean, look, he had four for ninety. It was a it was a good connection with Bailey Zappi, and it was a game they're playing with the lead. So who knows if they're chasing points? Yeah, you know, like you expect, he might have you know a six catch day.
0: And it's his second straight revenge game. That's right. Okay, we're gonna take a break. The Jets are at the Dolphins. When we come back on Fantasy Football today.
1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: We welcome you back. Jets are at the Dolphins. By the way, the Chiefs DST is a a good play. They're top seven for everybody. I left that one out, but slumping a bit, but hopefully gets back on track. Jets at Dolphins. You know, I'll start with the DST. Would you start the Chiefs DST, the Jets DST, or the Dolphins DST this week? Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay.
2: Dolphins, Jets, Chiefs is how I have it now. Based on the Dolphins' injuries. I don't want to... How about Dolphins, Chiefs, Jets? Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, if the Dolphins heal up, then
2: the Jets will be easy to put behind Kansas City.
0: I don't want to shortchange this game, but we've spent a lot of time yesterday talking about Tua, today talking about Tua, Jalen Waddle, all that. So if Tyreek Hill plays, which he expects to do, you're starting Tyreek Hill. Uh, Waddle is a number, borderline 2-3 receiver. And Tua, we're trying to get away from. You know, just give me four guys. Dave, you already went through the list, but... Four guys you'd start over Tua. Lamar Jackson, Josh <laughs> Allen.
2: No, I'll give you some names. Stafford, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff.
0: And you said Flacco, too, right?
2: Flacco, as of now. Okay. D- Jamie? That can
0: change. No Jamie? Flacco for me. But the other guys, Lawrence, uh, Stafford, yeah. obviously.
4: Yeah, okay. Bears defense is really good, too. So I don't want to shortchange their point.
0: No, no doubt. All right. Um, so Mostert, Hn Brees Hall. How are we ranking them this week?
4: Mostert, Hall, HN. That's how
0: I have it. Do you have full confidence in Brees Hall? So I was thinking about this. You know, after last uh, week's game, Brees Hall had a huge game: twenty-six point six points, eight catches, eighty-six yards, and a touchdown against Houston. And he said, "Believe it or not, we should just stop asking questions about Brees Hall." And I, and I said, "Yeah, of course, yeah." I I don't know. I mean, I don't want to just completely excuse how disappointing he's been, especially in any format format other than full PPR. He's still 40 or fewer rushing yards in six of his last seven games. Seven straight games without a rushing touchdown. And the Dolphins, by the way, have been really good against the run lately. So is he just in that automatic start category, Brees Hall? Yeah.
4: Especially the last two games with the role in the passing game.
0: Well, that's been very consistent, but and what's the difference between him and Zeke? You got guys who are on crappy offenses, unlikely to score a touchdown, but all they do is catch passes, basically.
2: Yeah,
4: And
0: somewhere. you could
2: probably argue that the Dolphins' defense is better against the run than the Chiefs' defense.
0: Oh, it's not even a question. So who do you like better, Brees or Zeke?
2: I have Brees ranked higher. It's it, This is in full PPR. It's because of the receptions. I actually thought Zach Wilson played well last week. And there's, I think there's that connection there between Wilson and Hall. We've seen it a lot of times this year where he's finding Hall through the air and Hall's making good plays as a pass catcher. And the Dolphins uh, have allowed their fair share of touchdowns to running backs too.
4: If I was having this conversation with Heath, I would use Heath's argument against him on Hall in that comparing Hall and, and Zeke, Hall can change the game on one play, Zeke cannot.
0: Yeah, it's just we haven't really seen that from Brees Hall. No,
4: I know. It's but but again, you're talking about lately. Okay, who's gonna get to five catches? I'd say they both have the opportunity to do that, right? We've seen it, you know. Yeah, but game. I'd lean Hall there I'd over lean Zeke. Hall. Yeah, And I would too, but I'm saying we we've we've seen it now for one game sample size with, with Zeke, but basically the position for the Patriots, and we've seen it now for Hall for for a few weeks now where he's been doing that. In terms of matchup, I think they're somewhat similar. You know, you you lean a little bit more toward Hall's potential because I, I think just of you know career at this point. Um, you know where they are in their careers, and again, Hall's Hall's still a difference maker to me. I know we haven't seen it very often, Adam. That's fair, but I still take my chances with Hall over Zeke.
0: Okay, uh, Hall or Oats?
4: Oh, they don't like each other anymore, so
0: they don't. Oh, that's so sad. I
4: think one sued the other one.
0: Oh man, uh, I guess he wasn't making his dreams come true. Uh, Garrett Wilson or Jamar Chase?
4: Wilson, Jason, non PPR Wilson, and full and half. There it is.
0: Yeah, Wilson never scores, but very reliable with with Zach Wilson. It's double digit targets. It's seven or more catches. Basically, it's eighty or more yards. It's happening almost every time with Garrett Wilson. The Buffalo game was a total flop, but uh, very reliable with Garrett Wilson.
4: But he also scored against them.
0: He scored. That was such a stupid game, the Tim Boyle yeah. game, and yeah. Um. All right, we t- uh, Conklin. Yeah, Conklin's another guy. He's, you could you could get eight, nine fantasy points out of him. Um, but he hasn't scored a touchdown this year, and that's pretty much it. I guess, no, let, let me, uh, Dave, what are your expectations for A-Chan?
2: Well, if he plays, I think he can still get around 12 touches, and you're hoping he breaks a long one against the Jets. But we saw last week what happened. It's the opportunities, but doesn't come through. It's It's kind of a... Sucky game, and you're upset that you start him, especially when Mostert's able. It's clear that Mostert's the guy that they trust
0: the most, Uh and Mostert because
2: of that limits the upside of HN. You're starting him for the upside. You start him as a number two RB.
0: I got some questions here: Mostert or Bijan?
2: Oh, I like them both. I've got Mostert one spot ahead
4: of Bijan. Bijan's my number two running back this week. He's going to go absolutely crazy against the Panthers.
0: (laughs) You hope so, Zach? I hope so. (laughs) Zach Wilson or Nick Mullins?
2: Mullins. I think I have Mullins behind Wilson for now.
0: Tua or Jordan Love? Love. Love. These are all from the chat, by the way. Conklin or Otten? Conklin. Okay. And uh, just one more name. If HN is not practicing and you need a running back, Jeff Wilson, we already saw against the Jets, he had a nice role and played all right. So, all right. That's Good it call. for this game. Yep. Uh, Chicago's at Cleveland. Two stats of the game here about the Bears' defense. Number one, they had 10 sacks in their first nine games. Five of those 10 sacks were against Washington. Is that amazing? I mean, horrible pass rush. Uh, They have 11 sacks in their last four games. And Montez Sweat has played five games. So they have 11 sacks in five games with Sweat. 16th in pressure rate with Sweat. They were 31st before the Sweat trade. Uh, Stat of the game number two, Chicago has held Rasheed Rice, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Jordan Addison twice, Devontae Adams, and Amonra St. Brown to fewer than 13 PPR fantasy points. All those guys plus uh, Keenan Allen, Chris Olave, and Jacoby Myers, I think, fewer than 70 yards. Tough matchup for wide receivers. I know you don't love Jalen Waddle, so we'll put him on the Waddle scale. How do you feel about Amari Cooper?
2: I'd start Cooper over Waddle. I like that there's high target potential for Cooper with Flacco throwing the ball and Flacco just, he's going to continue to throw deep and that just gives him more opportunities to make splash plays and chunky yardage for his wide receivers. And Cooper is the one who should benefit. I've got Cooper as a low end wide receiver too.
0: Fair enough. Um, for Cleveland. So Flacco. Yeah. Is where are the, where are the rankings is Flacco? Mid QB two it's behind not an easy Tua, match behind,
4: behind Tua behind Goff, behind Kyler but right there
0: I feel like this game has a lot of okay starts you know, Flacco Cooper probably Jerome Ford will get his 12 PPR fantasy points roughly mm-hmm. um who's a great is there a great start you believe in in DJ Moore and Justin Fields they great starts I'm not saying yes. them yes
4: they are I great. Mean, there, 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 there's some downside here for DJ Moore, but not enough to say I'm I'm sitting him. I mean he's still top ten receiver.
0: Yeah, he's been number seven, I think, for the season. So you just can't you just cannot sit DJ Moore. Justin Jefferson or DJ Moore? More. More right now, yeah. How do you feel about Deontay Foreman? I see he's outside the top twenty four. Uh Cleveland's allowed six rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. Dave, Deontay Foreman.
2: I kind of like Deontay Foreman. Not, I don't have him ranked as a top 24 running back yet, but I think he's the lead running back. I think he's the preferred running back for Chicago. If there's a guy who's going to score, I think it's him and the Browns defense. We've already talked about losing Grant Delpit. He was their leading tackler at safety. Yeah. And we talked about the depth on the defensive line. It's all going to get tested. Chicago's going to try and work that. And I think Foreman's going to be the one that sees the most touches. He's got a shot at 15 touches and a couple, he had a couple of catches last week ran more routes than any other Bears running back last week. Uh, he's he's a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. If he doesn't score, you're getting another empty stat line, though. Well, what did he have last week? It was like 16, he had nine PPR total points. yards and a couple of catches.
0: Yeah, he had nine uh, nine 9.2 PPR fantasy points against I, the Bears.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty close to his floor. So that's why he's not like a slam dunk top 20 type of running back. Yeah. See, I would say that's his ceiling without a touchdown.
0: Well, his ceiling without a touchdown is not exactly a ceiling, right? I mean, you're hoping for a touchdown.
4: I don't. I don't think he's getting seventy total yards and two catches
2: against this defense. I think he could, but that's not why you're starting him. You're you're starting Deontay Foreman because you don't have anybody else at running back, and maybe you find him off the waiver wire. Like Ty sure, Chandler sure. is an easy start ahead of Deontay Foreman. All, right, all uh, right, I'd start Chuba ahead of him. As of now, I'd start Antonio Gibson ahead of him. Like it's it, oh, not like he's a. He's a, how about this? I'd start him over Najee. I wouldn't. I Najee. think he can be better than I. I think they're in the exact same boat. I'm going to sum that, up That Najee. I would agree with, but I think Najee's got a higher ceiling against Colts. All
0: right, yeah. I'll sum up Najee in a little bit. I, uh, the Browns' run defense really hasn't been great. 4.3 yards per carry allowed to running backs. Nothing special <laughs> there. Uh, Cole Komet's about 10th in the rankings, ninth or 10th. Uh, Evan Ingram over Cole Komet?
2: Easy. Definitely. Komet
0: over Likely?
2: Yes. Okay. I've got Komet and PPR over likely. Non-PPR, I don't think I can do that, though.
0: That's you know, interesting. I don't think I have the Baltimore-Jacksonville game in this show. In fact, I definitely don't.
4: I don't know what we'll happened to there. Tomorrow. We it, talked about it three minutes ago. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> that might have happened. Uh, Najoku or Komet?
2: Najoku. David Najoku.
0: Najoku or Ferguson? Njoku.
2: Najoku. Ferguson.
0: Njoku or Kincaid?
2: Njoku. Kincaid.
0: Bears actually allow the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. It's a little deceiving, though. They give up touchdowns, not a ton of yards. What am I missing here? I think we got to do a little more Justin Fields. I know you like him over Tua. I know you like Stafford over Fields. Would you go Justin Fields or Patrick Mahomes?
4: I'll say it again. Yes, I would.
0: (laughs) When did you say that? This game or the Chiefs game? Uh, the Chiefs game. Okay, I do repeat. I repeat during during each game because okay. I know people skip. You start Fields over at Holmes. Dave, how about you? Same. Fields or uh, Russell Wilson at Detroit?
2: Justin Fields.
0: All right. Um, all right, I'm going to finish up on this game here. Which DST do you like better, Cleveland or Chicago? Cleveland. Chicago. Houston's at Tennessee. Stat of the game in the last five. Oh, no, I already did that one. Derrick Henry, with all the history. Uh, Maybe the stat of the game is that the Titans are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and we know how game-script-dependent Derrick Henry is. It's so stark how good he is when they are either competitive or win, and when they get blown out, he sucks. But, uh, you know, is Derrick Henry a top-12 running back against, I believe the Texans allow the fewest yards per carry to running backs in the NFL? It's
2: really low. It's like 3.3 yards per carry and I have no problem starting Derrick Henry this week as long as the Texans' offense is like down to backups. Davis Mills starting, no Nico Collins, hard for them to move the ball. They're probably going to punt a lot. It sets up the perfect game script for Derrick Henry to eventually break through against the Texans.
0: Uh, do you have any faith in any Texans? I feel like Collins is not going to play. Stroud, I would think, right. has a better chance. But I don't want, I, even against Tennessee, I don't really want to start CJ Stroud without Tank Dell or Nico Collins. Offensive line's a little beat up. Laramie Tunsell didn't practice worth that's worth. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you have any faith in any Texans here? No. Not None. really, no. I mean, can't trust Singletary.
4: Too tough. And the Titans run defense. I know they gave up yards last week to the Dolphins, but it still feels like this is a matchup that they can still have some success, even if Jeffrey Simmons doesn't play. So, no, no, no faith. And, and and like you said, even if Collins does play, how healthy is he?
0: And what about Schultz? I mean, the Titans give up the fewest second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I haven't given up a touchdown at to tight ends, but
4: Yeah, no, it's uh not not a starter by any stretch.
0: Okay. I think you should stash Dalton Schultz, though. You never know. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great opportunity for targets.
2: If you can get him, sure.
0: Uh Will Levis, I know he encouraging game, but still gonna sit Will Levis. Henry, we just talked about Hopkins is good or great, Jamie, this week.
2: Uh, very good. Where do you have him? I've got him as a top 20-ish yep. receiver. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see if I have any questions here in the chat. And Chig Okonkwo has basically become Tyler Conklin, 45 to 62 yards in three straight games, 8.5 to 9.6 PPR fantasy points for Chig in three straight games. I'm just looking for – oh, TyJ Spears. I haven't talked about him. Spears, Gus Edwards, or Jordan Addison in PPR?
2: I'd say Addison because I'm not sure how much work Spears is going to get. This doesn't feel like a game script game that's good for Spears.
4: I'll go Spears. Uh, You've seen now the upside the last two weeks. One was with uh, injury to Derrick Henry. One was in game that they they did need him. But how do you go away from using him at this point? He's just been
2: fantastic. Oh, they're going to use him. He's their third down guy. But it's just a matter of how often he'll be able to have – Oh, no, I I agree. There's a reason reason why you're
4: asking that question about those three guys because they're all in in questionable situations. I mean, Addison Addison at best is the third target for a third-string quarterback, and Gus has been completely, not phased out, but feels like he's getting phased out for Keaton Mitchell. So I'd rather take the guy who's been productive and has a chance to be explosive like Spears does.
2: Would you be surprised if none of these three had 11 PPR points or more?
4: Uh, Yes, because they've done it more times than not lately.
0: Hmm, okay. Uh, and it all we have a question in the chat, Derek Henry or Tony Pollard, uh, PPR, I'll take Pollard. I'll take Henry. Oh man. All right. So I definitely uh, forgot a game, but that's okay. We'll do Baltimore Jacksonville tomorrow and we'll finish with Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. And here is the summary of Najee Harris. He has scored a touchdown in four games. He has scored more than 15 fantasy points in all four of those games. He has not scored more than eleven point three fantasy points in any game without a touchdown, and in six of nine games without a touchdown, he's actually scored fewer than eight PPR fantasy points. Six out of those nine games. So when you talk about the word, the phrase "touchdown dependent," it is it is Najee Harris for sure. Uh, he does have a good matchup, though. But is any, does anybody want to? Does anybody want to start anyone other than Michael Pittman in this game?
4: Well, Zach Moss.
0: Right, sure. but you've already said, I do remember some things. It's not, you're not thrilled about starting Zach Moss. I don't know. Do you want, I, it's funny. It's like, I, I want to go back to him. Tough matchup. Stewart's run defense is usually really good, but this is a guy who plays almost every snap. You just don't find that. Um, I think he had a touchdown call back last week. He did. I'd like, penalty. I'd like for them to run the ball a little bit more. They've been very pass heavy, but I, of a guy like ranked like in the 20s, I actually do want to start Zach Moss. I don't know if that makes sense because I do see more upside him than like a Jerome Ford or something like that.
4: Oh, for sure. I mean, you've seen it, you know, so you've seen 30-point games from him. Yeah. You know, you've seen multiple 20-point games from him. So, yes, I, I think you're starting him. And, you know, it's just a matter of does he turn all those opportunities into something productive? And, and yes, maybe it's just a touchdown that changes the, the opinion of it or the perception of it or, the, or just the... You know, the overall stat line, but it's it's not anything that's you say, Okay, this is a constant like he's gotten catches, but not a lot of yards with it. He's gotten run a a lot of carries, but done nothing with it the last two games. And so, look, Pittsburgh's run defense again, just on a on a run defense perspective last week was great, but they couldn't stop Zeke in a passing game. And the week before they couldn't do anything to stop James Conner. You know, and that's exactly what Mike Tomlin said going into the game. We can't let James Conner do James Conner things, I think is what what his quote was, because he's familiar with him, and that's exactly what he did. So their run defense is struggling, or their their defense on running backs is struggling. And as we said earlier, Moss has the ability to do both of those things. You know, so if he's not getting work and he's not producing on the ground, they could throw to him, but it just hasn't been a lot of stuff with it. So I I think you're just starting him as a number two running back as opposed to what the perception has been where he should have been a top 10 guy based on all these opportunities.
2: He's a high-volume running back in a matchup where game script shouldn't hurt him. Definitely has a chance to score. Hopefully it sticks this week instead of last week. I think that's the epitome of an RB2. A middle-to-low-end RB2. I should and I say. believe both of
4: those last two games were on the road, so maybe coming back home change some things, too.
0: I would like for them to get Braden Smith back, but I don't think that's going to happen. One of their linemen, he did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, All right, Pittman, we'll see how he does in a somewhat tougher matchup, but he's been more or less matchup proof. And Deontay Johnson, uh, would you start Deontay Johnson or Najee Harris or Jalen Warren? Who's the best stealer to start?
2: Deontay. I'd go Deontay. I like the connection with Trubisky. I would count on that. Uh, But don't be surprised if Trubisky gets benched in this game. That's
0: fair. Yeah. It, the, the connection's been a little bit overrated because each of the last two games, he had a garbage-time touchdown, and then he had a garbage-time like long catch, I think, on the last play of the game. But he does have a touchdown in two straight games with Trubisky.
4: I mean, that's all he does is score touchdowns. Yeah,
0: down. right, exactly. You know, you know Deontay Johnson. Um, Deontay or Jalen Waddle? Waddle. Deontay or Tyler Lockett? I'll
2: Lockett. take Lockett.
0: And which DST do you like better?
2: Steelers. No, Colts. Sorry, Colts. I have the Colts hire.
0: Okay. Yeah, the Steelers have been terrible the last two weeks, but hopefully they can bounce back. This was gonna be the game of the week, but I I think I went with I went with Bills Cowboys. Actually, Ravens Jaguars was also in contention. But uh, I sorry I forgot that one. We'll save it for tomorrow. It's obviously a didn't, great didn't game. You forget. on it tomorrow.
4: We had we had a great discussion.
0: Remember yeah, Lawrence I mean, versus Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm sorry that I forgot it. I'm glad that the other guys did not forget it. And I'm sorry about my three months of illness. Uh, it's a sinus infection if, in case anybody's curious. So, um, Just
4: take care of yourself, buddy. We yeah. You. Know. So it's a, Heath, it's a Heath infection. I don't get it. Sigh. Oh. <laughs> uh.
0: That was pretty good. Do uh, I have a good heat side to take us out? How about... Oh. Yeah, that's it for the show, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, actually, join us tonight for our live stream at 7.30, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. And we'll talk to you tomorrow uh, with stronger sift for the NFC home games. See ya.
1: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7.